Oh my God. So in today's episode, we are going in with quantum manifestation. I have the amazing Michaela J here with me. Michaela is a modern millennial manifestation queen based in Lincoln, Nebraska. Michaela has single-handedly been changing the way millennials look at spirituality and motivation by giving them a step-by-step process for manifestation. She is absolutely phenomenal and so inspiring because Michaela is so young. I feel so old. Michaela is so young. She's only in her early 20s and she's been slaying the game, manifesting her dream life, traveling all over the world and making a massive impact along the way. And I love the chat that we have in this episode because I really resonate with Michaela in a lot of ways. We teach a lot of very similar things and it's just so cool hearing her take her journey, her lessons, her perspectives on all of this. I know you're going to get so much out of today's episode. So make sure you dive in, take notes if you're not driving and go follow Michaela. Check out the show notes so that you can find out how you can connect with her. And as always, if you are loving this podcast, if you are loving what you're hearing, then please leave us a review on iTunes and come say hi. Tag me when you listen in your Insta stories on Instagram. I'm at the spiritual boss babes or sorry, the spiritual boss babe on Instagram. So without further ado, let's welcome Michaela onto the show. Welcome to the spiritual boss babe podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Welcome to the show, Michaela. I'm so excited to have you here and talk about all the quantum magic. Yes, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. This is so good. Like, I love that we have such a similar message and like, it's all about the quantum manifestation, the really just making shit happen fast. And I'm super excited to crack this open and hear your journey and what led you where you to where you are now and all the things. So I guess let's start there. What led you on this like manifestation journey and like feeling called to teach what you're teaching to the world? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, as everybody, it's such a journey, but I always say that mine really stemmed from this study abroad trip that I took. So I'm still in college. I'm 21 years old and I did a study abroad trip for five weeks in France because I studied French in school. I speak French fluently. And I was at a point in my life where I was just so miserable. I used to be a super negative person, very pessimistic because I had a lot of family situations going on in my life. And I just didn't have a person in my life that was saying like, be positive, you know, like look at it this way. And so I was just living out like 
effect of life, basically. And I was working full time. I was on summer break before my trip. And I just remember being so fucking fed up with life. And I was so ready for this trip. And I set the intention, even before I really knew what intention setting was, that I was just going to become a completely different person um, on this trip. I didn't know a single person going. There were people from my university, but I didn't know any of them. And so I was like, wow, this is the first time I can really show up and be the person that I've always secretly like wanted to be. Um, and there was no judgment because nobody knew me before. And so I just set that intention. I went on the trip. I didn't like gossip at all. I didn't get into any drama. I just put myself in a very positive and uplifting environment. And that's exactly what I got out of the trip. And so coming home was actually the challenging part because it's like you change around your whole life in a different country and then you come back and you kind of have to deal with the growing pains. And so then I really leaned on like podcasts and blog posts and YouTube to find that supplemental like positive energy. Cause obviously I didn't have that at home right away. Um, I had found it abroad. And so I would just listen to like Tony Robbins and all these people online to really fuel me with that same positive energy. And I learned about, I think like affirmations was the first thing I learned about. And somewhere along the lines, I fell into like the law of attraction, manifestation, um, rabbit hole. And I just became obsessed with it. And I was actually a blogger for a while. And I remember a distinct time just thinking like, oh my God, like people need to know about this manifestation thing. And that's what made me kind of switch into a manifestation blogger. And when I really nailed down my own practices, I was like, I need to teach a course. I need to show people like hands on. I need to dig into people's minds and show them what they need to be thinking to get the things that they want. So it's been a, a whole process and it's been so beautiful and crazy and wild. <laughs> that's amazing. So what is your like what is your best manifestation tip? Oh my goodness. I think one of the most powerful manifestation tips is just using the idea of like, what if, like what if and positive reinforcement after, because it's so beaten into us as a society to be like, oh, well, what if that fails? Or what if it goes wrong? Or what if I don't have the money? And just thinking like, wow, like what if I had the money to pay for that amazing trip? What if I hired that coach and it changed my entire life? Like mm. what if, you know, the bus just turned the corner and I could get on and I could be on time to work? I think that is one of the most powerful things. And it's great because like we were talking about before, we both love like quantum manifestation. We love fast results. I think when we can train our brain to start thinking like what if positively, we can <laughs> see those results so quickly. And yes. I almost just make it this game. It gets kind of addicting where I do that on all of my trips. I'll be like, okay, well, like what if I just found like the perfect restaurant right around the corner? And then that's exactly what ends up happening. Mm, I love that. Turn your negative what ifs into positive what ifs. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's always about like asking better questions. Yeah, seriously. And people, uh, they are always so surprised at the things that I ask them. I'm like, oh, well, like now that you're this age, what do you want out of this year? And they're like, that's a good question. And I'm like, yeah, because you need to start asking yourself better questions so you can further your life, so you can further your mindset and so you can create that growth because stagnation is the worst thing that you can fall into. And so the what if practice is just a really simple and easy thing that people can take home and start doing today. Yeah. I think it's so inspiring too, that you're so like young on your journey, like <laughs> just really going at it. Like Thank it's so inspiring to so many people who are like, you know, just really 
wanting to do big things and manifest their dreams and all this stuff, like you're really going in. Yeah, it's been crazy. I had to grow up at a very, very young age. I went through a lot in high school. I lived alone in high school and my dad was even in prison for a time. And so it like forced me to become this very like adult child. And that's kind of what pushed me into like super negative thought pattern. You know, it was very like, you go to school, you go to work. It was almost like the nine to five mindset of the people who like hate their lives kind of thing. But I was experiencing that in high school. It was very intense. And mm-hmm. I carried that into college too, until I had that trip. And I was like, oh my God, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep living my life in this miserable hamster wheel. And so once I found out that my mind and my, just the way I was thinking about scenarios, and if I could just think about it more positively, and if I could just have more positive thoughts by myself, that that could manifest in other ways in my life just to make it a better experience. I was like, I need to do that. And so I really just thrown my all into it. And if it's changed my life so much, starting when I was like 19 years old and I started my blog, then like, who knows how many people I could impact now. And it's been so amazing um, being on so many different podcasts because I can, I get DMs from girls who are like 16. And I'm like, yes, yes. Like start young, do this young, learn about manifestation and really take control of your life so early. It's very, very powerful. And it makes me excited for like, what's even in the next 10 years of my life. Yeah. It's so exciting. And it's such a powerful like message. I feel like, so like a lot of people are you know, sharing similar things in their own way. And I think it's so needed because it's like, it's time that people wake up to what they're really capable of and like how they can truly make these amazing quantum leaps and shifts in their mindset and their life very quickly. I know. And it's like the sooner you start, the sooner you get the results too. So it's like, if you're listening to this and you're like 50 and you think it's, it's too old, like it's over, you're too old. Like there's no such thing. The sooner you start to put your energy into manifestation and really put your energy into the things you want to quantum leap towards, the sooner that's just going to come back to you because it's all about momentum. And even I was talking to a client this morning, just about the word emotion alone, just like e motion, put things into motion to get the things that you want. And I just am so grateful for stumbling upon upon all of this so young. And it's actually funny. My mom tried to get me to read The Secret when I was growing up and I thought (laughs) it was a religious text, so I wouldn't read it. Oh my God, that's so (laughs) funny. Yeah. I watched the documentary on Netflix like years later and I was like, oh, and I watched it after I had already learned about manifestation. And I was like, Maybe I should have read that when I was younger, but (laughs) everything is always in divine timing. Yeah, so true. So what is your like take on quantum leaping, like on making these quantum leaps when it comes to the timeline, the time frame? Because I get asked this a lot as well. And I would love to hear your perspective of like, you know, quantum leaping is making that big jump pretty quickly. Things happen right. a lot faster because you collapse the timeline. Exactly. What What happens when people like, um, or what do you tell people that are like wanting things to happen super fast, but they're like creating resistance because they want it to happen really fast? 
I know. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, it does because everybody wants that. Everybody asks about that because we live in this instant gratification society. So we're like, we want it now, now, now. Or maybe you literally need rent from like money for rent now. Um, I always just tell people is we really have to learn to release the timeline. And when we can do that, it can only come to us faster, Mm -hmm. honestly. Because, and I read this book, it's called Happy Pocket Full of Money. It's one of my favorite books in the world. And they have a chapter on quantum manifesting and it describes it in the most simple way possible. It's just like this universe is almost like a giant soccer field and you're just playing on one end of the field and what you want might just be on a different area of the field. So -hmm. when you're quantum leaping, all you need to do is go to that end of the field, be that version of you that already has the thing. I know, I'm sure you've covered this a million times. Totally. And, and just rest in that energy and down to a scientific level, because I just love the physics of it. It's like when, yeah, when the electrons literally make the quantum leap, they have to have a huge build of energy to bump up an energetic level in an atom. And so we need to rest as that person and we need to build on that energy, build on the daily practice, focus on feeling really, really good. And when you can focus on that, you're not worrying about the timeline because you're just focusing on how fucking good you feel that it just comes so freaking quickly. And so one of the things I always tell people is to just distract yourself, like get busy, get busy feeling good, doing things that you love. And the timeline will slowly just kind of creep away. And what you want is just going to fall into your lap after a while. Mm-hmm. I love that explanation. And it's so true. Like the whole keeping yourself busy, but like just staying present and out of like the thoughts and the worries and the details of everything. Exactly. And it's like, once we get wrapped up in our thoughts, that's when all the stress and the resistance comes. I was thinking about this the other day. It was just like, sitting, I don't remember what country I was in, but I was sitting outside somewhere, staring at like a beach view and just looking at like how beautiful the palm trees were. And it's like, money didn't matter in that point. Like, you know, an argument didn't matter at that point. Your follower account, like amount didn't matter. It was just like you look at me looking at like how beautiful everything was. And when you do that, there's just no resistance anywhere. And you can receive things, you can just receive these massive miracles because there's no pressure. And that's when the universe does its best work. So I think the more present that we can be and the more focused on just how beautiful our lives can be, the easier it gets. And like, who doesn't want to do that anyways? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So what is like the coolest thing that you manifested when you made a quantum leap? Oh my goodness. Um, I love telling this story of this trip when I went to Hawaii last time, actually. It's so funny. I'm in Hawaii now. And so I was actually in Maui that time and I had probably $25 in my bank account. I was really, really new in business. I was just making enough to like pay for my business coach and we were having a mastermind retreat. That's why I was in Maui. I had no clue how I was going to pay for it. I spent all the rest of my money on my plane ticket and paying for the hotel we were staying at and I had bills due and I was like, oh my God, don't know how this is going to happen. But I just fully, like, like I said earlier, just asserted myself as the person who didn't have to worry about money. I just let myself soak up all the high vibes and honestly, at that point, the only option was letting the universe do its miracles. That was the only option I had. So I fully surrendered, didn't worry about it, focused on having a good time, focused on the material. And the day that I was supposed to leave, I get to the airport and there was a 
giant rainstorm. So the plane couldn't leave full because it was going to be dangerous with too much weight. And since I bought the cheapest ticket, I was like group boarding nine. So I actually got denied access to boarding the plane. So anybody who's like in group nine couldn't even get on the plane. Um, Everybody's bags were on the plane, but the people could not get on the plane. And I was sitting around waiting for hours and hours and hours to get rebooked because they took they took volunteers before they denied access. And I actually tried to volunteer and then they didn't take down my information. And I was like, shit, I'm going to have to sleep in this airport. Like, oh I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was literally the last person they called to the counter in the entire airport. The whole airport was closed. I was the last person there. And they rebooked me for a flight for the next day. Hmm. They put me in a beach resort for like a five-star beach resort for the night completely for free. They gave me like taxi passes to and from the airport. And I was just like, all right, this is amazing. And then they were like, okay, how do you want to be compensated? Do you want a $1,500 travel voucher or do you want a check for $1,300? And I was like, check please. Like, (laughs) um, I was, I think I literally said what? I was so shocked because at that point I was thinking I was going to have to sleep in this airport. Like, um, but they literally wrote me a check on the spot just for like, just to compensate for everything. And I stayed in my very nice beach resort, got my check, got my (laughs) taxi. And it was just the craziest, most mind blowing thing. Like, and that goes to show that we can never ever predict how things are going to unfold. Like there's no way I could have predicted a rainstorm would mean I couldn't get on a plane, which would mean I'd walk away with almost $1,400 from American airlines. Like, and that ended up like basically paying me to go to Hawaii. I basically made money going to Hawaii. It was the biggest quantum leap. And I feel like after that, all of my manifestations just sped up so quickly. Like that was one of my biggest quantum leaps because I could really feel like, oh my God, I can manifest big shit now. And it was so wild. All just after like three days of not really worrying about money, not really thinking about it and just fully submersing myself like in the experience and in the present moment. And that was a huge part of it. Just not worrying about it and just kind of like, kind of like accepting it and surrendering. Yep, exactly that. Right. And just knowing that like, Honestly, I have no other fucking option other than letting the universe figure it out because I knew that while we were going to be masterminding, I wasn't wasn't going to be working. I was new in my business. It's not like I had funnels up. I didn't have passive products. Everything, like all my sales were coming from like promo and like one-on-one. So I was like, I don't really have way to make money. So I literally just had to let myself be open to receiving in any way possible. And when you can do that, that's when the quantum magic comes through because, and oftentimes like our manifestations come in ways that we don't even think of. Like it always ends up in a completely different outcome. That's way better than we could ever imagine anyways. So it was just the craziest experience. (laughs) That is freaking awesome. Yeah, it That's was such incredible. a cool story. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Um, it was just the most mind blowing thing. <laughs> Do you think that because you because you, you said after that experience you started just creating so much more momentum and you started manifesting easier and faster and bigger things? I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because you um, kind of started building momentum? Do you have like a 
something you kind of teach around that, like the whole momentum aspect or like, cause you know, before that it was, you were kind of struggling it a little right. bit. Yeah. It was like, boom. Yeah. That really taught me that manifestation is just a decision. And I think that was the biggest game changer for me because mm-hmm. I had bills to pay. I had a rent due as soon as I got home. And it was like, it was just a decision that something was going to work out to make men, like make ends meet basically. Like yeah. something had to work out. And when we can really just assert our manifestations as a decision as, okay, this is just something that is done. This is just the standard. This is expected. That's what really created that momentum for me. And then moving forward, I I think momentum is just such a fascinating thing in general because people talk about like not having energy, not having motivation. It's like the energy and the motivation comes from doing. The first time you go to the gym, you build momentum after that. You don't get the motivation. You just go. And then when you're there, you just do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when that happens, you kind of build upon that. And I was actually watching um, a documentary on Gaia TV um, a couple of weeks back when I was in Bali. I love Gaia. Oh my God. So good. So good. Um, they were talking about in this documentary, I can't remember which one, but saying that we have to have a strong enough vibration to send the signal to the universe for the thing that we want. Same thing as like being on the same energetic level. And so I think after I had manifested that giant check that I really needed to pay for everything, I had asserted myself at a new level and could feel that next level of energy. And so then I could ask for more because I had a more, more conviction, I guess, almost. I was just stronger in my power, stronger in decision, stronger in the fact that manifestation worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like more confidence, more belief in yourself and what is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's all you really need. Cause like in manifestation, if you don't believe, if you don't trust the process, then shit's not going to work. It's not a one foot in one foot out kind of game. It's you're in or you're out. And if you're out, like manifestation is still going to be happening. You're just not going to be a part of the process. Yeah. It's going to be like, you're going to be getting a mixture of what you don't want, what you kind of want. Living life at random. And like, that's just the scariest thing I could ever imagine. (laughs) I know. I love that you're mentioning this because it's, it's so powerful because it's like, you get to be the empowered co-creator here Mm -hmm. and take charge. And like, you know, you, the, your story just shows proof that like, I always talk about, you have to go there first like yeah. you have to take that first step. You have to take that first step that the you on the other side of the manifestation would take. Mm, yeah. That's scary. Oh, exactly. And when you go there first, then things start to fall into place. And it doesn't mean you need to like, you know, spend all of your money or necessarily or whatever, <laughs> right. but like that scary step, that scary leap, mm-hmm. you got to go there first. And for you, it was like investing in your coach, going to Hawaii. (laughs) It felt scary. You were like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I believe in myself. I know this is the right step. Like I, I'm going to operate from the me who's already doing the things. Exactly. And it's like, I love the work your light deck, the Oracle deck. I have that one too. Yeah. So good. And I love the leap 
card. It just, I think it says like, go, you go first, the universe will catch you. And it's so true. And that's how we need to really approach our manifestations. And for me, I had to take really big leaps because I always say nothing scares me. And fear is like exactly where we should go. Like that's because that's when we know we're outside of our comfort zone. And so for me, when I'm really scared to do something, that's when I know I really need to do it. And usually it's like, it makes no fucking sense. Usually it's like, it's not in the budget. It's not logical. It's like me traveling all summer, not seeing anybody. Like it just, it never makes sense, but it always works out and the universe always supports you. And it always, always catches you because it's by law. Like it can't not. And I know, and I'm so grounded in my spiritual beliefs. And I go, I always say like, I'm so grounded in my magic that I know that. And I, feel supported in that, which is the best thing. And so I always tell people, it's like, define your magic and know what you believe in, whether it's like, do you believe in the laws of the universe? Are you spiritual? Are you religious? Whatever. And really use those beliefs to ground yourself in these big leaps that you have to take because you're going to have to take them. Mm -hmm. Or else you'll stay stuck. Yeah. What are you... um what are your best like little, uh, mindset hacks, you know, like getting in the right mindset. A lot of people doubt themselves or they give power away to fear and doubt. I talk about this all the time. I just love hearing like other people's perspectives and teachings on it. But like that voice that keeps coming in, that's like, Oh, you can't do that. Or, Oh, you're not good enough. Like, what did you have? Like certain little go-to mantras or practices yeah, I one of my favorite mantras is that like my success is inevitable. This is something I feel so strongly at my core that's like it's like the idea of failure is laughable to me. Like I can't <laughs> say that sentence without smiling because I know it's complete bullshit. Like failure is just not even in my book. So for me, it's just building a really strong confidence around the fact that my success is inevitable. So when things are scary, when I'm investing $16,000 in a coach and it doesn't make sense. And when I'm, you know, traveling for months and months and months, like when it doesn't look reasonable, I just know that my success is inevitable and I always have my back and that the universe has my back, but also I have my back at the end of the day. Like I know I got me and those are really, really important things. And then when the fear feels like it's just creeping in so strong and so heavy, I always take it to my journal and I think about like my desires. So if it's like, oh, I desire to make X amount this month, I, I desire to go on this trip, I desire, you know, whatever it is, I always write down the fears and doubts that come up. If I feel like I'm having a day where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need money. I will just write down all the fears. Like, I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't know. I'm spending poorly. Maybe I can't manage money. And I just write it all down. Even if it's stuff that I've worked through in the past, or I feel like it's stupid, or I know that like, oh, like the how's not my job. I just write it all down and just be um, the observer really of what's going on in my head. And then I prove them all wrong. This is like one of my favorite practices is just writing why all of them are just absolute bullshit. And that's when I remind myself, how it's never your job. Like the universe will always provide for you. You know, you have money coming in, you know, you know, you know, money is energy. And that's when you can kind of reaffirm yourself, rewrite those beliefs. And even if they're really like strong, strong fears, you could dive deeper into that and ask yourself, like, where is this coming from? Um, what childhood experience created this? Forgive that, let it go write your new affirmation. So just reminding myself that my success is inevitable. And then doing that practice of journaling through the fears that has worked really well for me because it's like, 
you, your fears can't have power over you unless you let them. And so for me, when I write them down, it's like, okay, they don't have power over me because they're sitting right in front of me and I'm staring right at them and I know they're illogical. And so it makes you bring it back down to a level of like feeling, being realistic with yourself and knowing that like, oh yeah, I never knew how I was going to make money in the first place, but here we are and I'm just fine. And so it kind of brings you back to that point when you can actually look at them in your own handwriting. (laughs) Mm, I love that. Yeah. You're powerful. Yeah. You can't fuel your fear or else. Exactly. Exactly. Never experience the magic that you can. I know. And it's like, those are the greatest times too. When you're so scared or you're like, feeling self-conscious somewhere, but you just let yourself do it anyways. Like you have the best experiences. And when I was in Bali, I went to this island and me and my friend did like this boat party one day. And I walked on and I was like, okay, I feel like every girl here is like giving me a weird look. And I was like, no, I'm not going to choose that thought. I'm going to choose that. Like maybe they just like looked at me and I'm just translating this in a weird way. And she's super nice. And you know, I'm probably going to have a drink with her later. You know, it's like, you don't have to let your fears have power. And then when you choose the more loving thought, you end up having just so much more fun with life and it just becomes easier. Like you don't have to live with so much pressure on yourself all the freaking time. Yeah. So true. So do you, I'm assuming you obviously use these practices to grow your business as well. Yeah. Uh And uh, it's, is it like, is there a different kind of process when you do it towards your business or is it kind of like the same tools? I use a lot of the same tools for my business um, because I feel like a lot of times, whether it's like travel or money or business growth, it's, you can use the same practices over and over and over again because everything works in the same way. Um, But for business growth, I really like to, something that I like to do if I'm like quantum leaping in my business is do something that I call like an identity shift practice. Mm -hmm. And so I will take to my journal and I will just write down like the identity of like, a million dollar Michaela, you know, whatever it's going to be. I just put like some kind of descriptor and then I'll do a full page of bullet points. of kind of like, what is my identity at that level? What do I believe to be true about business? What do I believe to be true about the results my clients get, about the money I make, all of those things, about how good life gets to continue to be. And I just assert all of those new beliefs. And I read over that page and that list every single day for about seven days until it's like kind of cemented in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I let it manifest itself over about a month. And I rewrite this list almost every single month. And it's so fun to go back and look at how much things have grown just from that. So it's like you write your list, you start to assert those energies, and then you can go back to that practice if you're starting to feel fear around it. So say one of your new beliefs is that like my clients get like crazy good results and they make so much money and all this stuff, but you're feeling like they're not, go back into the fear and the doubt journaling work through the bullshit and then continue to come from your super powerful new identity. And that has worked really, really well for me. I love that. Thank you for sharing. That is gold. Thank you for yeah, sharing. That's so much magic. That's awesome. Yeah. And it really all goes back to the identity, like with whole manifesting anything, shifting exactly. your Exactly. That's like the exactly. core of it, being mm-hmm. it. It's just like who we're being and our emotions and how we are thinking. Honestly, I was just talking to one of my clients this morning about this. I'm like manifestation, the whole process and anything we ever want is just about feelings. The Mm -hmm. money you want, 
you know, the love that you want, the business you want, all of it, you want it for a certain feeling. And so manifestation is the practice of figuring out what those feelings are and figuring out how to feel them now. And so when we can do that and we can intentionally choose our identity, it just speeds it up so quickly. And I think that is a really, really powerful thing. Yeah. It totally, totally does. Yeah. So you travel a lot. We were talking just before we started this and you're yes. like, I've been here, I've been there. I'm going <laughs> here, next I'm going to Canada. How like is, have you always traveled like this? And also like, how do you like stay on track with your business and your manifesting? Like, mm. I would love for you to like open that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I always say that travel is my first love. I am obsessed with traveling. When I was younger, I was a competitive cheerleader. And so we would travel to do Um, competitions kind of all over the US. And I think I just kind of got it from that. I just loved road trips and I loved airplane rides and I loved seeing different cities. Uh, And so that kind of sparked it when I was younger, but then I didn't travel a lot in high school. And when I got to college, I made this like pact with myself that I would travel every single break. And I didn't do it freshman year, but after... um, I guess second semester, my freshman year, my spring break, that was the first time I took a trip and I have followed through with my uh, commitment ever since. And I've been so many freaking places. It's just, I just love it so much. And it's one of my biggest like manifestation tools actually is traveling because Mm -hmm. when you're abroad, similarly to like I talked about the beginning, you can be whoever you want to be because the people around you don't know you. Like they're strangers. If you're staying in a hostel, they're meeting you for the first time. Or if you're alone, then you can literally be whoever you want to be. And it's super, super powerful because you can just start to assert that new identity or what I call your next level self over and over and over again. And so I actually use it as a manifestation tool, which is amazing. But Mm. the balance between traveling and working has been interesting. So normally my longest trips would be like a week long just because I'm in school still. And this trip has been so different because I've been gone since May 28th and it is what, July 16th now. And Mm -hmm. I have been, I don't know, weird about working and traveling because at first I was like, okay, I'm going to work like three days a week and then I'll have fun the rest of the time. And it just doesn't go that way because you're so wrapped up in the lifestyle. You're like, oh my God, I want to be on the beach. I want to go do all these cool things. And so for me, what it's kind of balanced out to be is like doing the bare minimum every single week, doing the things that you know absolutely need to get done. And then some weeks when you feel more like being inside, then you can do the extra stuff. Then you can, you know, check in on your funnels. Then you can, you know, send extra things off to your team. Then you can, you know, be more active, do more trainings and just kind of going with where your energy is at. I think that's the really important part of traveling. It's interesting with the Wi-Fi situation. That was crazy in Southeast Asia. That made things a little bit difficult, but it works out fine every time if you just allow it. And that's the thing. It's just allowing and surrendering every single time. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I always like wonder that um, because I don't, I mean, I travel, but not like that, like back to back to back, (laughs) you know? Um, And I kind of went through phases before thinking like, oh, I want to be like this nomad and just like travel all the time. Actually, I kind of like my 
routine and I could right. travel, but not <laughs> always be on the road. And so I was like, I just, I'm so curious for people who like do it so often. It's like, cause I can totally admit, I, I think I'd want to like not be working exactly, <laughs> and just be enjoying my life. And I know there's like the whole balance thing and all that. So it's so interesting because I expect, I actually expected it to be way easier than it is. It's a lot harder than it looks. And I, people don't talk about that online at all. Like mm. I was shocked when I was in Bali and for two weeks, I was like, I don't want to work at all. You know, sometimes you just get in those moods where you're like, I do not want to touch my computer. And it's like, mm-hmm. you still get on, you do the things you need to do, you serve your clients because obviously you still love what you do. Um, but it is hard sometimes to motivate motivate yourself to sit down at the computer, but it comes back to what we were talking about, about momentum. You just have to do it. You just have to sit down at the computer. It's be like, okay, today I'm going to go to this cafe. I'm going to order my favorite coffee, my favorite breakfast. I'm going to sit here for three hours, get shit done. And then I'm good for like two or three days and just doing it, coming from that approach, just being really loving with yourself. And as for like the manifestation side of things, it's just really sticking to your daily rituals is so mm-hmm. important. Like that's like number you know, one, not just like, throwing your journal out the window, you know, just like making sure you're sticking to things as best as you possibly can. Um, but knowing that maybe it's not going to be the same at home, you know, at home you have your routine, you have your setup, all of that. And when you're traveling, you're living out of your suitcases. So maybe you're not going to meditate with your crystals every day, but (laughs) you're going to do the best you can with what you have. Mm. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Yeah. Now, do you, do you journal every single day? Yeah, I really do try to. Sometimes I'm moving around so much that I can't and I will actually just like jot things down in the notes section of my phone. I do that Um, all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I just need to get my thoughts out of my head. I'm a person who I'm always thinking and I think as entrepreneurs, we are just such visionary people that we are constantly getting downloads and constantly getting ideas that we need to have something to write it down on. So for me, I really, really try to journal every single day and if not, it's going to be the notes on my phone while I am on, you know, in an Uber on a plane or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a specific journaling process or do you just journal like the downloads that you're getting or do you like have certain things that you? Yeah. Um, I kind of do like little life updates, especially while I'm traveling. I like to note like what's going on or what I did in a day, how I'm feeling. And then I actually go through that process. I talked about journaling through the fears. I try and do that almost every single day, actually, just around my different goals. So maybe one day it'll be around money. Maybe one day it'll be around a certain feeling. Maybe it'll be around, I don't know, a business, business growth kind of thing. But I actually try and do it every day just to make sure I'm constantly clearing out the blocks and anything that is making me play small. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think journaling is super powerful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I don't journal every single day, but most Mm -hmm. days I'll journal with during my morning ritual. Yeah. Definitely do the notes in the phone all the time. Yes. (laughs) I have so many downloads right before bed and I'm like, oh "Ah." my God. Same. I know. I'm like, oh shit, where's my phone? And it's I like know. on the charger. I have to take it off the charger. It's just like right yeah. away. <laughs> it's crazy. I'll literally be like dozing off and I'll have like the best downloads come in. It's like this, all these like things. And I'm like, I have to write this down. I'm never going to remember this. Oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think... I listened to a podcast about it once, I think on Ed Milet's podcast. And somebody said it was like, because you're in a theta state where you're just so relaxed, that's when all of the downloads can kind of come in. And I'm like, 
wow, that makes sense. But like, can you, can you bring that into my like noon to 2 PM <laughs> range, please? <laughs> I know you'll probably have to do like uh, one of those binaural beats meditations Yeah, <laughs> the frequencies to slow your brain waves down. Yeah, exactly. Especially from all this, the stimulation that we have just like on the day to day, that's something that's been really crazy. I've noticed from my traveling, like um, in Bali and just in Thailand, everything was a lot slower. Well, I guess only in like parts of Thailand, not all of it, but everything was a lot slower. And now that I'm back in Thailand, that I get headaches really easily. And so it's like, okay, we need to be very intentional about being slow and sticking with the meditations and sticking with those practices. Because if not, like we're going to drive ourselves crazy with like everything going on. Mm. It's so true. That's why I think it's so important to at least get outside in nature and like just ground yourself and get like out of the freaking, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just like get out of like all the craziness. And I think that's like one of the biggest things in manifestation is just like you need that grounding. You need that space. Space is really, really important in anything quantum. It's just to have that clear space for you to make those leaps, to get the miracles, all those things. And like with all the like, I don't know, so much social media, so many advertisements, so much going on all the time. We need some kind of quiet so we can focus on receiving our manifestations and focus on what are the next steps that we need to be taking. Mm. Speaking of that, do you have like certain like times that you go online or certain boundaries around like the social media thing? It's interesting. I've been asking a few people this because it's so (laughs) cool to hear. I'm curious what it looks like for you. For me personally, I like don't scroll. I just go on, give value, get off. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to build like that though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to build up to that. Honestly, I've been the last couple of days I've been kind of bad about scrolling, but I always know when I'm being bad about scrolling and then I'll be like, okay, like my eyes will hurt more. I'll get more headaches. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I need to get off Instagram. So for me, I just won't let myself get on social media first thing in the morning. I just think that's like the worst. I try and go straight into like my daily ritual. I'll try and like go on a walk and get like a smoothie or something and just kind of do something with my brain that's outside of the internet first thing in the morning. Um, and then I try not to get on like right before bed just because of like the rays on your phone and your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even really know what's going on there with the science, but I just know that you're not supposed to and that it's bad for your eyes. So mm-hmm. um, I don't have a ton of strict boundaries, but I'm trying to stop the scroll. That is something that I am trying to implement. <laughs> Hashtag no scroll challenge. No scroll Actually, I started doing that with one of my girlfriends like last year, like a year ago. We were like, okay, let's do this no scroll challenge. Really? Yeah. And ever since then, I haven't really scrolled at all. I'm like, I just, I'm not saying like I never see anybody's stuff, but like I'm only, I'm like on for a purpose. I'm on to give value, to do a live, to post, and then I'm out. And if I find myself, it's so much easier to catch it. Um, but ever since that no scroll challenge, big game changer. That's incredible. I'm going to have to try that. How long did you do it for? It like a 30 day no scroll challenge. And okay. like, it was like, you're allowed to check your notifications like mm-hmm. twice a day or how, whatever, whatever you set, but like yeah. no scrolling. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. What about Instagram stories? 
No, well, yeah, it was like no scrolling. It was like literally like you can check your own noti- you can check your own notifications, mm-hmm. but like no scrolling or looking at other people's stuff. Like if you see it, like when you sign on, whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, right. Not like mindlessly scrolling. So we were a little bit lenient, but not that lenient. And it was just like okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to try it. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone listening wants to try it, go ahead too. Because I feel like it um, just, yeah. it'll, it improved my content, my mindset, my vibrations so much. Because totally. it was like, I'm not looking at other people's stuff. I'm not getting in, involved in like, you know, the mindless chatter. Right. Serve. Like we're here to make an impact. Like and it just kind of like raised my vibe a lot around that of like, uh, I'm here for an impact, not yeah. to consume shit. Right. It just puts so much more purpose in it and puts your energy in the right place. And it's like, when you think about it, we spend so much time scrolling on social media. So it's like, you could use that time and energy for so many other things and just like living your life and experiencing. Experiencing. <laughs> <Exactly>. so. <laughs> yeah. Like living your freaking life. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm going to try it. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) How it goes. So do you have any last tips or anything else you want to share before we wrap it up? This was awesome, Mm. by the way. So much gold in here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many, so many rituals you guys will have to implement. I guess the last thing I just like to leave with is just to decide, like just decide on how you want your life to look, decide on what you want your vibe to be, decide on the person you want to be. And it's like, and if you decide on one thing one week and you want something different the next, just make a different decision. I feel like as a society, we feel so bound by all the decisions we make, but it's like, you don't have to be, you're the only one binding you to that. And I, I was actually going to spend, so I graduate in December and I was going to spend my last semester abroad in Paris. And I realized after a couple of months that I didn't really want to go anymore just because I knew it would be difficult with work and it would just be very exhausting and draining. Um, but I wasn't willing to admit it to myself for like five extra months because I was so afraid to tell people that I'd made a different decision. And it's so dumb because like, nobody was upset that I wasn't going. If anything, people were more happy that I was going to be staying home. So it's like, you always have the ability to to decide and decide again and pick your manifestations over and over and over again, because like, this is your life. (laughs) It's your life every single day that you wake up. So make it count, baby. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) <laughs> a freaking men. So where can people find you? I'll put your links in the show notes as well, but just let everyone know like where they can connect with you and hit you up. Yeah. Come hang out with me on Instagram. Come see all of my travels. I am at the Michaela J and come hang out with me on my podcast, the mindset, magic and manifestation podcast. Those are the two main places you can come hang with me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michaela, so much for coming on, for chatting, spending time, and giving so much value. I really appreciate it. I'm sure everyone's like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, of course. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. All right, guys, make sure you go. Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> yeah, and everyone, make sure you go follow Michaela, hit her up, connect with her, and see all the magic she's laying down. 
Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.